spoiling all cars as three white Caucasian males on the loose with an RSS feed. I got them. I'm going to bring them downtown. Nick Jackson, Luke Warney, Chris Crookham. You have been charged with crimes against comedy. How do you plead? Guilty. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Listen to the Ice Podcast, the number one comedy podcast for ice cold banter, news and opinion. Theicepodcast.com. It would be a crime to listen. Are you an outlaw? Everybody and welcome to episode 61 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Your hosts for this wonderful episode are myself, Mr. Scott Copperman, and from far across the intertubes and the oceanic waves and somewhere, I don't know, about 3,000 3, miles to my right, possibly, yes, is uh, Mr. Elton McManus. How are you doing, Elton? Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> How are you doing, Elton? <laughs> We're rusty, aren't we? I'm yeah. I'm doing cool, man. Thank you very much. I am wicked. I'm I'm a bit windswept from the weekend. I've got wet socks as well. For some reason, I've got wet socks. I don't know why. But you know what? What's clear from there? You're an adult because you didn't start with I've got wet socks. If you were seven years old, like some people in my house, hmm. I've got wet socks. Oh, would be yeah. the first thing you'd say, and the second, and the third. Then you'd ask for a cookie, and then I've got wet socks. Ah, oh, but isn't the best thing about socks when you you dry yourself off and put fresh, clean socks on? That's one of the best feelings in the world. They are good. Do you sleep in socks, or does Amanda? When it's freezing, I do, yeah. I have to. I can't do the cold at all. So, yeah, I sleep in socks. I'm glad everyone knows that now. Wicked. Uh, I don't. I don't. Marianne puts them on, and then every night they're kicked off and down at the, you know, the foot of the bed. And when you wake up in the morning, they're on your side. I, yes, or I'll come into bed, and there's the collection of socks, which I enjoy flinging at her. Wow, hygiene so habits, the, brilliant. I know. Well, that's fine, because I'll, I'll work a lot after everyone goes to sleep, mm. so I'll come up late, and it's I take the little tour of the house, I get that, oh, kind of dad moment, like... See the kids sleep in, or find the things I gotta adjust, and then I get to do little things like that and mess with people. Mm. Fix the pillow, put the thumb in the ear, those kind of things. Ah, one of them. <laughs> so, uh, anything exciting going on in your neck of the woods? Um, well, I'm reason why I'm windswept. I'm just back from camping down in Sandwich, which is in Kent, which is in the south east corner of England, and. We went camping, and it's just far too windy for me. I can't do the wind or the cold, funny enough, or the rain. Just nice and sunny really would be cool all the time. Uh, But camping was good. We nearly lost a child as we was packing the tent away because they had to stand on the tent as we was putting it away because it was like gale force winds. And we had the kids going, right, you stand there. As we fold it over, then you jump on that and you stay there. 
and the wind's trying to pick it all up and oh it's horrible but but good fun I have to admit, good fun. It was horrible, but good fun. Hey, we, we actually bought an, a new tent around about four days before we went. It was in a sale somewhere. And it came through the post, and we put it up outside in our garden. And we were standing there going, Christ, this is big. And it's only a six-man tent. It's got two bedrooms at one end and another bedroom at the other end. You've got like a, a central room where you can yeah, stash all your crap. Yeah, the down, little, like yeah. an igloo, the little little nubs to the side yeah well this one looks like a huge green slug and so imagine our bedroom at his tail and another bedroom you can take out at the, his head and in our garden we haven't got like, the world's biggest garden but it's, it's a fairly big size and this tent looked huge in there and we packed it away and we was like yeah we got a big tent wicked and we got down to the campsite driving around going Looking at all the other people standing, going, mm, that's small, that's small, that's small. Popped our one up, and it's the tiniest one there. And I was so disappointed. I wanted like this huge thing to say, hi, we have arrived, we're campers. But you got all these professional campers with gas and electricity and all your amenities and big stoves and barbecues. and. So you came up and you could tell they were all going, oh, isn't that quaint? Yeah, oh, look at the cute oh. guys with What's the, the newbies out for the first time. I thought it was a big tent. It looks huge in our garden, and then you put did it next to these big ones, it just looks tiny and stupid. Did you get one of those condescending kind of like, oh, would you get that Tesco? Like, as if you're... <laughs> like, oh, you went mainstream, right? You didn't order from uh, the secret, unknown, insider-only clubs. No, to be honest, it was all... didn't really want to talk to anyone, because we... We pulled up and the people who we were staying next to obviously had just got there literally 15 minutes before us and they'd started, uh, they parked all their cars where they're supposed to put their tent and then they were putting their tent where we're supposed to put our tent. Mm. And so we went back to Miss and went, excuse me, Miss, they're in our space. And so she came along and I moved them along and then we got glares from them and, you know, hi. Mm, we're here putting up our tiny tent. We may just move our tent. And just didn't bother speaking to anyone. Sodom. But it was fun. It was good fun. Uh, what else did I do? I've seen Inception now as well, which is... It's not often I go into a cinema viewing and I'm excited about a movie and then come out of the film and go, I'm really excited about the movie. I want to go see it again. Mm -hmm. It's just blinding. I loved it, and it's it was. Good. I've it, heard it's very good. It wasn't as complicated as what I thought. I won't give anything away, but it it just wasn't as complicated as what everyone's made it out to be. I, I don't know if if that's if it's because I've gone in with the the mindset of okay, this is going to be really complicated. Sit down, watch it, and really take every single morsel in. And maybe if you go into a a blind viewing and you see a movie and not that you don't pay attention you sit there and you just let it soak over you instead of actually trying to grab every single second of that movie and some people might be like oh okay didn't get it because we heard people in the lobby saying they didn't get it and I was looking at them going yeah I got it you didn't ah losers <laughs> it was a good movie though definitely definitely go watch it it's pretty out of cinemas now though Definitely have to see it. I've heard it's very good. I haven't seen it yet, though. Mm. 
Oh, I had my first fill-in as well. Yeah. I've made I've made it to thirty-three. Nothing. Hang on, thirty-two. I've been telling people I'm thirty-three. Damn. Mm, I'm thirty-two. Yes, I made it <laughs> thirty-two years. I, hang, if I tell people I'm thirty-three now, and then when I'm thirty-three, I tell them I'm thirty-three, I can be thirty-three th- for two years, couldn't I? I could hang that one out, I suppose. But any, anyway, I've I've <laughs> I've made it thirty-two, possibly thirty-three years without a fill-in, and I had my first one on Monday gone, I think it was, or Friday gone, and. What a weird experience. Yeah. It's so weird. Have you had a um, fill-in recently at all? I, um, not recently, but I've, I had the root canal, which is oh yeah, like a step beyond. But yeah, I've had too many fillings, unfortunately. Oh. So, so I'm quite proud I've got to this sort of stage without one. But Did you get numbed, like the anesthetic and all? Because Marianne doesn't. I don't know how she does oh, it. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what they drill into her teeth and yeah, what no numbing yeah. at all. No, nope. the only time she got numbed was for she had a root canal once, and and even that, I guess it something wasn't right, so she complained the whole time mm-hmm. after. But I don't know how I, if she's just her teeth are all the nerves are not sensitive or what, but she doesn't get uh, shots. Maybe she's a robot. Maybe I that's mental. Deep. Oh, that's horrible. I couldn't imagine doing that. But um, I actually went in, not for a checkup, but I had this tiny little hole in my tooth, which grew into a medium-sized hole, and I was sitting around, and I have to get this done at some point. I really have to, but I just couldn't get off my ass and do it. For for some reason, I, I don't know, maybe I was... I've never been scared of the dentist, so I've got no fear, really, but it's just like hearing the stories and hearing the drill and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i walked in there and they said oh, okay fine you're here for like a your first checkup in god knows how many years and i sat down and they looked at me and oh okay anything you want me to check i went yeah can you have a look at this canine for me and they looked at it and went oh okay you're gonna need a filling in that everything else is fine would you like to do it now and about a thousand voices in my head went not now! No! No way! <laughs> and he went, oh, we've got a cancellation as well, so you know, you can have it now if you want. And I'll, oh, God, really? Do I have to go through all this again? And like a little school kid, oh, okay, I'll have it now, please. And it, it's so weird. He like jabbed a, a pin up into my, um, into my gum, above my gum, and yeah. started wiggling my face around. And, you know, you'll feel a little scratch. So that went in. And I sat there going, okay. He went, it'll go numb in a minute. Oh, and really? And face turned to be made of brick it or was, metal. It felt like he put a golf ball underneath my lip. It was horrible. And Poke your chin and like, ooh, what's this? What? What's this? <laughs> it was in the top of my mouth. Oh. And just just uh, below my nose, more or less. Just where my canine is. And he sort of went, yeah, there you go. We'll just let that numb off. I went, Okay, that's not feeling numb. It's not feeling. <laughs> oh my god, what's going on? And then all my <laughs> nose went really cold, and then went really hot, and then I couldn't move one of my nostrils. Oh my god, that's weird. And then I touched my nose. I couldn't feel my myself touching my nose. And then my lip, on one side, everyone's had this, I'm sure, but 
on my lip, it dropped below my teeth. And so I found every time I spoke, I went, (laughs) and my lip was flapping around. And it was horrible, but kind of brilliant at the same time. And as soon as it wore off, I I want that again. That was wicked. (laughs) Give me another, please. Mm, But the way he was like drilling into my tooth and... I was waiting for there to be a real sharp pain, and there was nothing. And did you smell smoke? That little bit of friction smoke that comes as they no make the tiny hole bigger. No, but the lady who was doing all the suction, she saved me from drowning a couple of times. <laughs> that was horrible as well. I swear she nearly sucked up one of my tonsils on that. And it must be really hard for a dentist to look at people with like half a saggy face and not laugh because I swear it wouldn't get dull for me if I was a dentist (laughs) look at you (laughs) you was all smiley when you came in here weren't you (laughs) you want something to drink you need a napkin yeah you need another napkin I need to bit my lip off though and this uh, dentist that we have it doesn't take cards for some reason so I went in there I had enough cash for a checkup not thinking that I'd actually get a fill in that day. And I went, okay, fine. Do you take cards? No. What, not even for a fill in? No, you're going to have to run up the road. Really? Looking like this? <laughs> okay. So I ran up to the cash machine and I, everyone was looking at me. And I was like, no, I'm going in the dentist. I've had a tooth. Please don't. No, I'm not like this <laughs> all the time. And yeah, that was an experience. That was funny. Well, I don't envy you at all. No. I I don't want another fill-in ever. He said I've got quite good teeth, so I'm glad about that, but I kind of want like my num- my face numbed every now and again, just to remind me of how <laughs> weird it is. I'd like the bottom one done now, see if my lip overhung down to my chin. <laughs> it feels like it does, but it doesn't actually. But I wouldn't want it too often, though. <laughs> Well, I'm very impressed you went this long without a cavity. I I am I, as well, so. I should be more embarrassed that I haven't been able to, but. Uh, everyone has, so. I went a long time, and then I don't know if I just had a, a shady dentist who, like, was like, oh, uh, yeah, there's a cavity in there. Oh, it's a bad one. Oh, and there's one over there, too. Mm. You know, can't you see it? Oh, you can't. Well, trust me, it's there. Or if my other dentist had just kind of let things go, or all of a sudden, when you hit puberty and everything else goes wrong, your teeth <laughs> start getting more cavities too. I don't know. Mm. But right around like 15. Actually, I think it, I had braces for a while. I think that was what pushed me over the edge. Wearing braces and trying to keep your teeth clean is a, is a tough project. Oh, and you was in the maths group as well, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you poor sod. Freaks and Geeks, that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I could have fit in on there. Let's see. Over here, uh, we're gearing up. It's birthday week's coming soon. We got Jay's birthday. Then the next day is Marianne's, and then mine's a few days later. We're planning a uh, a little party because Marianne and I both turned forty. So we feel old, but we're gonna celebrate that. Oh, all right. I have to give you an anecdote of sorts. So there's, I, I think I might have mentioned before. There's there's a bar that Marianne and I kind of go to regularly. Like she, she works till nine one night. We meet after work, 
and and just go out for a couple hours and it was on purpose we wanted to have a place that we went regularly enough that at least we felt recognized yeah and and so we went a lot and uh i go there a couple times after play after hockey games and it's gotten to be a place where we we know all the bartenders and the owner real well and they take care of us and all and that's where we're gonna have the party but last night i went and the one bartender I know is sick, and the one we're really close to uh, is on vacation. So there was this fill-in girl, and she just like she was miserable. And it wasn't Marianne wasn't with me. It was uh, some of my friends and I. And one of the guys actually even said like, "You don't look like you want to be here." And she said, I don't want to be here. Mm. I have a full-time job. I don't don't want to be wasting my time here. We're like, oh, okay, cool. That's that's great. nice. <laughs> yeah. But I just was was shocked, and then uh, so we're trying to decide like what to do. Do we just how do you respond to that? Do you like like okay, well we'll make it easy for you and we'll leave, or do you get defensive and kind of say it's your job to serve me, <laughs> or do you try to win her over with with charm or do something else? Like what would you do if if you had like a a nasty wait nasty server or waitress or bartender and you jokingly called her out on it, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be here serving you." I, I'll just be not sarcastic. necessarily you personally. But, well, personally, I would just be sarcastic all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't want to be here? Okay, right. Okay, come another drink, please, and just <laughs> just wind them up. Sort it. You know, you don't want to be here. Don't be here. Bugger off. Well, we we had uh, there were four of us in the party. One one guy did that. And uh, she pretty much just gave him dirty looks the whole time. Um, one other guy tried to be like just super sympathetic, thinking he could try to win her over just to be a little nicer. Or like, well, maybe if we were the only ones who cared, she would take care of us in some way and all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> the, the third guy desperately wanted to order food and she wouldn't come to take his order. But he wouldn't – he was real passive. He wouldn't, like, flag her down or anything. He just kind of was grumbling to us, like, I guess I'm not going to get food today. I'm like that, though. If I'm in a restaurant, <laughs> I won't put my hand up. I'll just move my head around, try and get there. Oh, okay. Obviously, they don't want to serve me just yet. And I'll just sit there for, like, 20 minutes. That's what he did. He waited and waited and waited. Well, I, I opted to name drop. And I don't like doing that, but I, I kind of saw it as, like, a challenge. And it was also kind of good for me, and it sounds stupid, but I, because I never really know. I, I feel like this this bartender knows us. We're having this party at this place, and you know, I, I don't know how to put it, but you kind of it was it was one of those chances to me to kind of like test, like, okay, so where actually am I in the stratus of things, like. Mm. Do do I have any kind of clout, or am I just oh yeah, that's that guy who comes in and make make him think he's connected, but he's not. So I name dropped, and I felt stupid doing it, so I wasn't very effective because I was like, oh, you know, is uh, Matt still sick? And I got Matt who, I was like, oh, really, Matt uh. the bartender, the guy's you know, and I thought he was working for Heather because Heather always works Tuesdays, right? And then she uh. She listened, and as I kind of built up this this description that I come pretty often, she turned it on me, and she's like, so like you come here two or three times a week? 
which I, I didn't really think of it that way. But yeah, I guess I come with Marianne once and I come with my friends once. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably here twice a week. Yeah. What do you do with your kids? You come without your wife. Like she just like totally put me on the defensive and like, I I don't want to be here. You come here twice a week. Therefore you're a loser because you're at this plate. Like, I, I hung my head in shame. <laughs> oh, she was a dick. She was. So we just kind of grumbled about her on the side. I want Heather back. I want that. But we, we didn't let it show. We stood tall. We we made her work. And we tipped her kindly. We you know, we we weren't super obnoxious about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things, you know, it was one of those nights where you're like, Yeah, I should have just gone home. <laughs> I should have skipped that. It was good to be with friends, but being the, the place wasn't as special. Yeah, do you normally get, like, lock-ins there as well? Do you guys do lock-ins at all? Mm-mm. No. What time do your bars shut, then? Do they uh, shut? It varies. Some some are open all the time. Some are open till 2 or 4 in the morning. Is that on, like, a school night as well? Yeah. Well, like, on a Sunday night, it depends who's working and who's there. They're kind of at a liberty to close whenever, but they'll stay till at least 1. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. man. We got it so wrong over here, I tell you. Hi, I'm Tony Pucci, and I lost my sister Jenny to ALS. Songs for Jenny is a charity CD for ALS patient care and research. Otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS is a disease without a cure. The Songs for Jenny CD features my music along with guest vocalists from around the world. All proceeds from the sale of the Songs for Jenny CD will be donated to the ALS Association of America, Minnesota Chapter. To find out more and to purchase the CD, please visit www.songsforjenny.com. Well, it's uh, it's going to be a hectic couple days here. But one nice thing, I got an Xbox as an well, actually, combination anniversary and uh, an early birthday present. Ah. So I have it. You know, PS3 is what I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I was leaning toward that. But then, you know, my, my closest local friends uh, I all have Xboxes. And so that was the deciding factor of what to get. Oh, so you went down that route. I did. So you went there. I did. So you got one of them. I did. So you're I one am. of them now? Yes. Uh, okay. And trust me, I mean, these PS3 lists, I mean, there's one here, one there. You know, there's there's a handful of you that I would love to be able to play these games with. But honestly, the people who have PS3 seem to have lives. They don't play games as much as the Xbox people. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd, I'd say there was something in that, definitely. Um, I don't get to play it as much as what I would, I'd love to do. Although, if I was, did have that time, then I'd probably do something else anyway. Um, see, yeah, I, the way I see it, I, I was a PlayStation man. I, I got the PlayStation, then the PlayStation 2. And then the, well, the Xbox was out, and then the Xbox 360 came out. And I looked at it and I was like, mm, no, I like the PlayStation... So I'm going to stay with the PlayStation. And it just seemed all the people waiting for PlayStation 3, who are normally with PlayStation, they migrated over there because that came out first. They went over to Xbox. They couldn't hang on and wait for PlayStation 3, which is fair enough. I don't blame them. And I was just one of these guys who, no, I'm going to stick with PlayStation. I like it. I know it. That's what I like. That's the way I'm going to be. And I'm not going to shift over. And I'm like, Mm. It, oh, 
up yours. Bugger I like Xbox, the PS3 boy. better. I like the PS3 controller better. I have more confidence in the actual machine. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I mean, there's a, a bunch of people I would have loved to be able to be playing with on the PS3, but I know they just don't play that often. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And my schedule's weird, so, I mean, I, I can sometimes sneak an hour or two late at night, which kind of takes all the uh, non-North American players out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. All I've... the all the losers have Xboxes, I'm afraid. It's true. <laughs> see, we're now I, just, I really don't like mail. the controller, though. I like the PS3 controller much better. I, I, you can't see me, but I have my hands with the, the two thumbsticks down You're holding, low. holding your hands out in front of you, aren't you? Yes, I am, yeah. actually. They're right on the table here. I got the my pointer and ring finger. Pointer and middle finger where the uh, buttons would be. Mm-hmm. Got my thumb stick. See, my thumbs just naturally go to the PS3 spot. This Xbox one, your left thumb is high. Yeah. It's like holding a frog, I think. <laughs> Probably. Well, I have a bad habit with the controllers, too, because I'll tend to rotate them in my hand. So then when I try to do the thumbstick, the right thumbstick, up, down, left, right isn't up, down, left, right anymore. Now it's northwest, southeast, south, you know, it's everything's off a little bit. Mm. And then having this left thumb up high kind of naturally rotates my hands. So that's why I suck at all the games. Did you get the new Xbox? I actually, because it was a gift, I had minimal input. I had a friend of mine kind of feeding we went for some bundle. I don't think it's the new one. Okay. It's a big one. Is but it, I think it's uh Is it black? No. No. But it's fairly skinny and I haven't seen the skinnier one anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's not though. It's part of a, a, a package that had came with a game and stuff, so I, I think it's the older version. Cool. It necessitated totally rearranging my office though. Because <laughs> so, I don't want to have it down where my ki- my kids use a Wii, and I told my son he could play it once in a while when we got some games, but um, he had to he couldn't play it with his friends. Yeah, and so I have it kind of off to the side to help avoid that. Plus, it's my office is half boy cave and half uh, <laughs> half actual functioning office. Yeah, but I don't have a big TV. I know. It, these like PS3 and Xboxes are supposed to go on those great TVs because they're like cinema quality picture. Yeah, that's right. Mine's on an old 19-inch picture tube television that's bigger than you know my computer. You know, it's so deep left to right or front to back. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, like an yeah, the old CRT stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely at least uh, 20 years old. Awesome. That's the way to play it. But it's also, it's about seven feet off the ground, so I have to crane my neck up to play and sit up close. It's like oh. sitting in the front row of the movie theater. <laughs> That's rubbish when that happens. I saw Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Rings like that, and oh, oh that was, I, I don't even know what happened in that movie. I do now, have you, obviously. Have but... you been to many movies that were that crowded? I can't remember being to many like that. I think uh, um... the first Transformers movie was crowded like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cloverfield. I saw Titanic in the mo- in the cinema. 
but it was in an old, old cinema without all this stadium seating. And yeah. they had an interlude halfway through that poxy movie. It's <laughs> an intermission? Yeah. They're switching the videotape? It it was literally like that. You know that little bit where they do the oompa boompy in the car and then all of a sudden the rest of the movie's about the bloody boat sinking? Well, mm-hmm. just after that, after you see like one of the hands go up on the steamy window car, then all of a sudden the lights came up, a big tannoy thing came up. Yes, you can now buy a confectionery at the um the confectionery stall and, you know, take a wee break, please. Because it was like as if we've never sat through a three-hour movie in our lives and we all had to be, like, mollycoddled all around. And, you know, you know, do you need a wee? Would you like a wee? Would you like us to take you out there? And, oh, that, that wouldn't happen now. There's no chance. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, where, where were we? Uh, I, I can't remember. I was talking about uh, birthday gifts. Yeah. Oh, have you got an Xbox um, gamer tag then? Yes, I do. Would you like to give it out or not? Uh, I, I'll invite those who are interested in knowing it to contact me. Because I, I was actually thinking, um, I had a gamer tag. That was an adventure in itself because I have a Zune, which is Microsoft. And when I set that up for my son and, and one up for my daughter, I had used my email account because I didn't want you know them to have one yet. So when I went to go set up a gamer tag, it kept saying I already had one. I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I had to call the company and and uh, they, the idiot on the phone there told me there was no way to disassociate that email with that gamer tag once I even found out what it was. And he had no idea what it was. On my own, ignoring his stupidity, I figured out it was my son's and I freed it up and all. And I put SHC 1970 because I use that for a lot of things. Yeah. And then I went on and played something, and I heard all the like eleven-year-old nitwits, and I just thought to myself, "God, all I need to do is get one of these like Xbox gangs to decide they're gonna like harass me because <laughs> I because I ruined their Call of Duty game or something, or I really you know, so you know how they, I always hear on like World of Warcraft, there's like those mobs that go out and just they rack up points by wrecking the game for uh, new people. Yeah. But my in my head, my I was like, you know, I just don't need that. I don't need, you know, my tag to be my tag other places too. So I changed it to something else. Okay. And so then I, with that in mind, I decided I'm going to kind of, you know, I'll certainly love to have people to play with, but just send me an email or, or something. And... Is online... A, is it like a crash with a bunch of 11-year-old whiny kids going, <laughs> moaning about people jumping in games and ruining it? And well, that's what it sounded swearing. like the first... I had it for like a day or two, and then I went away, so I didn't get to, to really use it. And when I came back, um, that's when I kind of connected with a couple of friends, and I guess you can set up like a private private communication circle so that only you don't have to listen to everybody else right okay and so I, i've been doing that and i know like blakey biz actually one day had uh had seen me on there and invited me to join but at the time i didn't really know what to do <laughs> i was like i want to get where you are and i cannot do it um but i now i know how to do that but uh 
we were playing the other night. There were uh, three of us, and it was it was the Call of Duty game. Yep. So it's, and we were doing some sort of team thing, and we had so we could only hear each other, and we couldn't hear anybody else. But then when we were done, my friends were like, uh, "Did you hear those guys just ripping you the whole time?" It's like, no. Oh. <laughs> it's like, who is this guy? He keeps shooting us. He's on our team. What's it? <laughs> So yeah, I I'm uh, I'm learning. Yeah, you're still a novice at the moment. Yeah, but you know that's that's what sucks about getting old is because I'm not. I'm I used to be really good at a whole bunch of games. I'm just I've took some time off. I've been away for a while. Yeah, I'm like that caveman who they thaw, or like what are those movies where they find the um, the guy who was frozen in the bomb shelter in the 1960s mm-hmm. <laughs> comes out and like, oh my god, punk hairdos and the aliens have come. <laughs> what happened? And I'm not like diehard about it enough to sit there and like, I'm going to spend the next three days online learning. I just kind of no, just, just do deal it. with it. Yeah. I take my lumps. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Us uh, PS3 people, we sit in our smoking jackets, cross our legs, and drink tea as we play Modern Warfare. Not true. Good shot. Good shot. Oh, yeah. sorry. Bravo! Headshot! <laughs> <laughs> Little golf clap there. <laughs> My friend Dennis had said to me like, to get this little thing for the controller. It's like a cell phone text pad. Mm-hmm. And so you just slide it on, you can... I guess so you can chat when you're doing it if you don't use the headphones. There's no way at this point that I could be like, oh, oh wait, someone sent me. Wait, hold on. Like, <laughs> oh, I died. Oh, yeah. I died. Oh, I died. He and I, uh, my friend Dennis and I, were fooling around with um, WWE versus SmackDown or SmackDown versus Raw. We bought like an, an older version, 2008, just because it was like five bucks. Oh, pantomime wrestling. Yeah, so we were fooling around with that and uh, had no idea how to do the controllers. You go through and you get to a screen and it says, we have a video tutorial. You're going to be really sorry that you skip it. So watch the video tutorial so you can have fun with the game. Click here to do that or click over here to just tough it out. Mm. Ah, tough it out, tough it out. And so we we were just laughing. It was just like, what am I doing? I, I, I fell out of the ring. I couldn't get back in. It's bad. I'm old. I don't know what that means. It sounds great, though. Oh, the wrestling <laughs> ring. It was awful. Awful and good at the same. It was like your camping trick. Horrible and yet good. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, yeah. If you have an Xbox and and you think it'd be fun to uh, walk me through this, feel free to, to send me a message of sorts. Yeah. If you also went there and got one of them systems, then yeah. yeah. Talk to him. Fine. Yeah. Balls. I don't care. Don't want to be part of the game. If you want to buy me anyway. a, a PS3, I'd be happy to have one of each. No, I'm, all, all you hear from me is bah, bah, and watch all the sheep going along with their Xbox. That's fine. You, you guys stick with that. That's fine. Fine, fine. I don't want to be in the in crowd anyway. Don't, right. don't. Not better at all. Fine, <laughs> fine. Any other news? Uh, locally, no. Um. We've actually been talking for quite a while. Is there anything else you wanted to go through? Um, Any other stories or, or bits? Yeah, quickly. Uh, I think it was uh, 
two or three episodes ago, we had the the Japanese cen- centurions, centenians all disappearing. Yes. There's more disappearing, apparently. There was, um, police found a, a mummified, a 30-year-old mummified corpse in a backpack of a 69-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. And he was carrying it around with him, and he he said he's, his wife, no, sorry, not his wife, his mum had died several years ago, and he just didn't have the funds to actually um, pay for her funeral. And so he carried around in a backpack. And when they came a-knocking to find out this 104-year-old woman, no, she was dead. But apparently there's a lot of people in Tokyo now, or the police are going around checking all the people over 100 years old, making sure they are still alive. You know there's some bureaucrat somewhere who... They checked on someone and they found out that that 107-year-old wasn't alive anymore. And then two weeks later, the 103-year-old had been dead for 20 years. And once mm-hmm. it got to about four or five, he started sitting there going, oh, man, this is starting to be a trend. Do I let my superiors know? Do I look into it on my own? Yeah. Do you open a can of worms and find out that you've got no one over 80 years old in Tokyo? All Japanese die by age 59. Oh, no. wonder... If anyone sits there and they, they go, oh, get get Uncle Tony. He's 88. All right, bring him over. All right, dust in his hair. Fix that. Fix his clothes a little bit. Okay, if anyone asks, you're 117. Mm. You're Grandpa. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. Now, do you think of them as just sad stories of people who can't let go or insurance fraud? I, see, that case, I... I feel sorry for the guy. Obviously, he hasn't got two pennies to rub together, and so he can't afford the the funeral. So I, I feel really well, sorry for the guy. Well, that's what you're gonna say if you're if you're short on money. You're yeah, gonna but... say like, I did it. I don't have any. Sorry, I don't have any money. I just missed my spouse. I I couldn't bury her. But what really has he been doing with the pension checks and yeah, and the government aid he's been getting? Well, yeah, maybe his mother died, and he's like, oh, I haven't got any money. And then her money kept coming in. He's like, oh, this isn't too bad. No, and I definitely couldn't do without this little bit. All I have to do is not put this backpack down. It's brilliant. Uh, what what line did he cross when he thought, uh, um, okay, she's on the bed. Now she's in the backpack. Well, that would be a good place. That's the question. What? Mm. And you know, Did he chop her up or what? Is he, yeah. <laughs> is he like C-3PO? In there stuffing her in and like, oh. Mm. Do you remember when uh, Chewbacca was carrying C-3PO around? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's uh, another backpack they should make. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, what else did I have? We haven't had a penis story for a little while now, have oh, we? good. Yes. <laughs> So I thought I'd find, hang on, when is, when is this from? I can't remember. Oh, this is from the 28th of August, so not too far ago. Um, a Kazakh man has cut off his penis in a Madrid airport to avoid being extradited home, and he was taken to hospital in a serious condition. 
The 52-year-old man had finished serving a five-year prison sentence in Spain for a violent crime and was due to be extradited back to Kazakhstan overnight. Despite his being escorted by several police officers, the man was able to slip a knife out of his clothing and sever his penis. God damn it. But why? What's the value? What does he get for doing that? Oh, I don't know. I'll oh, do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Two cars now. <laughs> like, what? What is that gonna do? I. You imagine the coppers around him. They might might have him by both arms. Somehow he's got this knife out, and then he's got his willy out as well. So he he's done two things without the coppers stopping him, which is bizarre anyway. And then he's threatened to cut his old chap off. At what point did the the police go? Okay. Go on then, mate. You do it. No, I'll do it. I really will do it. Yeah, go on. Go on, you do it. Go on. You do it. Go on. I will. <laughs> and he got to that point where he, he can't bluff anymore. He's like, oh, okay. You made me. And Oh, God. Did he think somehow like that would that would make it that he didn't have to leave the country? Oh, we only have a ticket for one, not for two. So <laughs> I guess you'll stay. Maybe he has to be extradited as a lady now. Now it has to go parcel post. Yeah, in a jar. Pickle it in a jar. That's what they should do. Not sew it back on. Just pickle it. Or maybe he thought the cops would go, I don't want to touch it. You touch it. You pick it up. You pick it up. And while they were <laughs> bantering back and forth, you make a break for it. Or, oh, well, we'll just leave it here. And that means he'll have to stay too. He flings it on the floor like a smoke bomb and they all jump up in the air and go, No! Don't touch it! It's his penis. Bizarre, <laughs> and th there was there was one other story I really wanted to just hit on very quickly. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. Right, it's a ghost train hunter was run over by an actual train. I saw that in the paper around here. Oh, you saw it? Oh, awesome. Uh, a ghost hunter in North Carolina was walking a along a supposedly haunted train track on a hundred meter long trestle when an oncoming train struck him and killed him. It sounds like he was with a, a group of people, a lot of out-of-towners, and they were hunting for this uh, ghost train. Uh, it was 119 years ago this train was derailed. It fell off the tracks, fell 30 meters, and killed numerous 30 people, it was. <laughs> and apparently every year, at the, around about the same sort of spot, <laughs> there's, um, you can hear the, the screams of people being thrown to their deaths. Now, there, there, was, there was a train that came, it was three trains and a carriage all locked together. They came around the corner. Were they all standing on the track, do you think? I know he says like a trestle, but do you reckon they were like standing on the track and they are it's the ghost train, and it got closer. At what point yeah, like do he's they... going to stand like in Titanic, arms out wide, and let the ghost train yeah. flow right through him. But I, I am tempted to say that, but I think it's just idiots off to the side and no place to stand and got clipped or something. It could be, yeah. It could be. I hope it's not like the you know in a movie where someone would be like, "No, they're coming, they're coming," and just got smacked. Wasn't it in Ghostbusters too that they went 
under the underneath the city, mm-hmm. and then one of the guys got hit by a ghost train. Uh, that's what I'm picturing. They're actually standing there going, "Okay, no, that's a real train, guys. That's a real train," <laughs> and they will dive out the way. Come on, I'll prove it to you. It's not a real train. Yeah. Watch. But every every year, apparently, they can hear people screaming, and it's supposed to be. Um, like the people on the train that died 119 years ago. What happens if it's not really that? This train just goes past there every year. <laughs> and, and hits somebody every year? Yeah, and it's real screams. And they're oh, we heard the screams again. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot for me to say on that. Just idiots. They are idiots. So, uh, there you go. World news rounded up in around about 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. I had one thing I wanted to share. Um, there's a, a YouTube channel called How To Batman that I've been poking around with. And and some. it's pretty funny. There's basically a guy who looks nothing like Batman other than the fact he's wearing a Batman costume. And uh, he, he's a big, huge guy. And he talks in the Christian Bale Batman voice. Just just gives little tips on how to do ordinary everyday things. How to read, how to pet a dog, how to make a western, how to deal with a bully, how to drink an energy drink, how to feed some goats, how to dress for an interview, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So um, the YouTube channel is actually uh, youtube.com slash user slash shark baby film all one word and he's got i think four at this point he's got like 38 different things up there then maybe we'll we'll play a quick one here and uh invite you guys to check him out let me know which ones you like oh gold let's do the drive-through how to order from a drive-through window I'm going to teach you how to order from a drive-thru. First, you're going to need a couple of things. You're going to need to be in a car. You're going to need to be hungry. You're going to need to be at a restaurant. And most importantly, you're going to need to be able to pay. All right, let's go. First, you're going to drive up to the menu, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to decide what you want. I'm going to go for a number seven combo. Now, we're going to go up and order. Yeah, can I have a number seven classic combo, please? Would you like that crispy or grilled? Um, crispy, please. What kind of drink with that? Diet Coke. What else, Rita? That's going to be it. Tell me 648 is the first window, thank you. All right, perfect, thank you. Thank you. All right, now you put your order in. You're going to pay. I'm going to use a debit card, but you can use cash or credit at most locations. They said go to the first window, so we're going to go. Hi, 648, sir. All right. (laughs) Right now, they're swiping your card. Sometimes it takes less time. Thank you. All right, now we're going to go pick up our food. It's going to be good. (laughs) It's supposed to be fast food.
No, thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Have right. a great day. Perfect. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, we're done. We've ordered. Now we're going to eat our food. It's a little surreal. That's that's there, very bizarre. It is. You guys got to go to the Facebook page or the show notes uh, so you can watch the video and just see the reactions from the people at the drive-thru restaurant trying to keep a straight face. They are, aren't they? The, the lady who took his money was just didn't even get that it was Batman. <laughs> a fat Batman in a car. And yeah. then... It was like the message was passed through the whole store, and then the lady serving him was like, okay, right, there's a man in the Batman suit in a car here. <laughs> Handing out all his food, and she's like, yeah, okay. She leant right over, didn't she? Yeah. What a nutter. He could have cool. He's got a lot of funny things, and I'm always impressed when someone can do something like that and not, not take themselves seriously. I'm sure he gets all kind of grief. Mm. But I, it's fine. I mean, good for him. I think it's funny that he does it. It's not hurting anybody. No, definitely not. No, they're funny. But I would feel. I hopefully nobody cares. He's doing Batman. It would suck if he got like sued or something like that. But you have to see him. He's just he's this huge guy. Mm. His Batman costume. It looks like he had glasses on. Oh god. So I recommend you check out Shark Baby Film, that channel or that user on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <clears throat> Can I just end with one as well? Yeah, Since we're sorry. on the YouTube, I was knocking around on YouTube, as you know, and I came across this um, how it should have ended dot com, and it's got lots and lots of little shows. It's got how Lost should have ended, how Predator should have ended, how The Matrix should have ended, and it's all animated, really nicely animated as well, and it's just a different twist on how things end. And some of them are really good. The old, uh, the Predator one is really good. It's. Do you remember? I I remember thinking about this when I first watched Predator. There's a point where they say, "Okay, wait." The late. I think the lady didn't have a gun, and then he's Arnold turned around and said, "Oh yeah, he didn't kill you because he didn't have a gun," and so they all throw their guns down, <laughs> and then <laughs> Predator comes along and goes, "Okay." Pick up the gun. And he's like, no, we're not picking up the gun. And he tries to hand it to him and put it in their hand. No, no, you're going to kill us. Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and it's, that's how it ends. But it's, it's, the way it's actually animated is awesome. And there's also a uh, Back to the Future one as well. And Transformers and Inception and lots of others. So, yeah, definitely go check that out if you don't mind. Yeah, it's all one all one word. www.howitshouldhaveended.com Yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll be back probably a year older next time we talk. Oh yes. I'll officially have to admit I'm I'm in the later half of my life. No. Start counting down the days. Do you think you're closer to death or closer to being born? Uh, I would. Or is I this halfway house? Closer to death. No, I think I'm closer to death. And then we were filling out stuff for like life insurance and all before we turned forty. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the life insurance people definitely think I'm closer to death. <laughs> you want a term policy for how long? 25 years? Oh, well, you sure you don't want to do 20? That'd be a lot cheaper. Hmm. Well, you don't think I... <laughs> I know they have all those formulas that kind of predict, like, you're going to die when you're 68.2. But anyway, so uh, we'll be back in a week 
with more fun news. If you're a listener to Rethinking Lost, we are going to uh, take some time and, and talk about the DVD release and the extras on there. Uh, that'll be coming up sometime in September. Yep. Looking forward to that. Watch the Facebook page and the website and, and stuff. I ha- I'm not really on Twitter very much lately. I don't know no. if my days of Twittering are done. I, I like using it as like a streaming news, but I don't really have a chance to put much stuff on there. No, I I haven't been on there late much lately, or as much as I want to be lately anyway. So I don't know. It's it, it, it's kind of taking a backseat at the moment. So we'll have to see how we go on there. But yeah, yeah. just follow me and him on mm-hmm. SHC nineteen seventy or Ultimate Manus or one word. Go to the Facebook page and stick loads of stuff up if you want to mm-hmm. join it and be. Is it friend or follow or like or friend? Wait, I think or like whatever you got to do there. Just do that and give us a review on iTunes if you feel like it. That'd be very nice. Mm-hmm. I know Axel Foley put one up for us in the American store, but I haven't had a chance to have a look at that yet. So, All right. thank you very much for that. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening, and definitely keep in touch. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. It's supposed to be fast food.